there. Welcome to Simple Acts Big Impact, celebrating teen changemakers. I'm your host, Natalie Silverstein. I'm an author, philanthropist, and passionate advocate for family and youth service. On this short weekly pod, I have the honor of meeting tweens, teens, and young adults who are volunteers, advocates, nonprofit founders, activists, and fundraisers. My goal is to celebrate and amplify these big-hearted people and the work they're doing, and to inspire you all, no matter your age, to find your purpose and passion through meaningful service to others. I firmly believe, and these conversations will convince you, that every person can make a difference, one simple act at a time. On this week's episode, I'm lucky enough to feature three amazing college students sharing their love of music with under-resourced children in their hometown of Nashville, Tennessee. Monvi launched Tunes for Kids during the pandemic, a common story that I hear on the podcast, and then pulled in friends Dylan and Rhea to help make it a success. This nonprofit collects gently used musical instruments and gives the gift of music to young people all over the music city. Welcome back, everybody. You are in for a treat today because I have three amazing guests who have all just moved into their freshman dorms of college, so they are giving me some of their very precious time in their first weeks of school to talk about their amazing organization called Tunes for Kids. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Why don't you kick us off, Manvi? Yeah. Hi, my name is Manvi Bajpai. I am a freshman at the University of Southern California, and I am a business administration major, but I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, My pronouns are she, her, and I am the founder and executive director of Tunes for Kids. Amazing. How about you, Rhea? Hi, everyone. My name is Rhea Mitra. I am actually a sophomore at the University of Pennsylvania studying... Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I apologize. No worries. Let me make that correction. She's a big sophomore, everybody. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I'm studying um, business and bioengineering. I'm also originally from Nashville, Tennessee, and I serve as the managing director for Tunes for Kids. Amazing. And Dylan, how about you? Yes. Hello, I am Dylan, and I'm currently attending UNC at Chapel Hill. Uh, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, and on Tunes for Kids, I am the budgeting director. Amazing. All right. So tell us all about Tunes for Kids. Let's start from the very beginning, the inspiration, where it all got started and what it's all about. Yeah, I guess I can start. So Tunes for Kids, it kind of started, it started off with just me. So um, we live in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a big music city. Um, and my, I love music. So I started playing music in sixth grade with um, the clarinet, band, cello, and the orchestra. And then I eventually started playing guitar and piano and singing. And so one day I got a new guitar. And so I had my old guitar just kind of lying around. And I was like, I don't know what to do with it. Um, and this was in 2019. And my dad was like, why don't you look for a place to donate it? See if you can like give it to someone else or something. And I was like, okay, that's a great idea. Like we live in Music City. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, and so I did some research and Ironically enough, I couldn't find any single organization that would take instruments and repurpose them, uh, at least in like our local area. There were tons of places that had like resources. So they'd give out free lessons or like opportunities, but they wouldn't give instruments, which was the whole root of music. And so I was kind of fortunate because it pan not fortunate, but the pandemic hit. So I was awarded this like plethora of time. And my dad and I kind of sat down and we're like, this is so crazy that we found this like little hole in this market of Music City. So 
we talked about maybe just doing like a one-time donation drive because um, we live in the suburbs of Nashville. So I know a bunch of kids and like my friends who used to play instruments and don't anymore. So it's just kind of lying around in their house and just have dust on it. So we talked about a one-time donation drive, but then the pandemic hit and my dad was like, why don't you try to see if you can do something with this? I was like, okay, cool. So I like went to Google docs and I found a like little business plan template that they like have pre-made and I like filled it out with like what I want to do. And I was actually, I first called the organization connecting music city. And then I found that that um, Gmail was actually taken. So then I just named it tunes for kids on a whim because it was the only one that like wasn't taken. I was like, cool, this works. And I want to point out, which I will have in the show notes, but it's kids with a Z, just to be clear on that. So yes, <laughs> tunes for kids with a Z. Yeah, yeah the Z is really important because the S was taken and you know. <laughs> so <Of> okay, cool. <laughs> well, all right, so that's amazing. So take us a little bit further into this now. So we started with one guitar and we have a name now. <laughs> so where do we go from there? Yeah. So after I, you know, I created my business plan, my dad looked over it with me. He was like, I didn't know what to do. So he was like, email a whole bunch of lawyers. So I was like, cool. So I would just look up law firms near me, steal their emails. And I even called one actually too. That did not go well. I was going to say, I bet they love that. <laughs> yeah, no, I emailed at least a hundred of them just because I had the time. But I was really fortunate because one emailed me back, literally only one. And he was like, this sounds kind of cool. Let me pass you on to something called the Arts and Business Council of Nashville. And I was like, don't know what that is, but sure, that's something. Someone responded. Um, and so the Arts and Business Council of Nashville eventually reached out to me, and they're a nonprofit organization. And they talked to me about this uh, fiscal sponsorship program that they have, where they basically give like organizations or programs this nonprofit status to give out tax exemptions. And so I, I was 15 at the time, and they're like, they had a phone call with me. They're like, you know what? You sound promising. Like, let's do it. We're just going to give you the like programming, the fiscal sponsorship. And we're going to see like what you do with it. And I was like, cool. So I got that around springtime of 2020. And that's when Tunes for Kids started. And that's when I kind of like announced it to everybody. So it started with that one guitar. Um, and then it kind of went on to like we did one baby grand piano for this little boy. Um, it's actually like one of our main pictures you see it's because it's a blue baby grand piano and our entire organization is blue too. So that was like one of our first donations. So it was really, that was a really special one. And then after that, I, you know, I was like, okay, I really need someone to handle social media because I'm doing all like everything else. So then I, you know, I got one of our members, Ava Claire to join um, from my high school. And then we just kind of kept growing and growing. And I'm really fortunate because all of my friends love music so much. So everyone that's on our Tunes for Kids team, I would consider them one of my closest friends because they love music just so much the same way I do. And so I just kind of kept asking my friends, I was like, do you want to join? Do you want to do marketing? Do you want to run like this really cool idea I have for a blog? Do you want to do website design? You know, that's kind of how it happened with Dylan. We were just at Starbucks one day and I was like, hey, like, I really need someone to do this. Like, do you want to do it? And he's like, yeah. And so it just, that's kind of, it started as like a way for us to just bond over something because we were really good friends. And then it developed into now we have like 12 or like 13 members right now who are all consistently doing work. And then we have people who are writers that are, that are part of POW. Um, we have social media, we have people coming to our fundraisers, volunteers, all these things. And it really just started because we were a group of friends and it's continuing because we're that group of friends that like want to stay connected 
that also just love music so intensely. Like every single one of our members just has that passion. So I like to call it Tunes for Kids. It's our passion project because it's about music. That's truly what it is to us. So that's kind of the story of Tunes for Kids and how we got here. Amazing. And Rhea, can you tell us more about really kind of specifically how it works? How do you get your donations? How do you hook your donations up with kids who need them? How does it kind of all play out? Yeah, so... (laughs) Pardon the pun. (laughs) (laughs) Originally, we were just taking like requests for what people want. We have a form on our website and people either fill out that form or can email us directly requesting a um, instrument or any like music books or anything like that. And so then we check our inventory and we go back and see if there's a match between what people are requesting and what we have and what people have donated. So there's really this like connection process that we work through And even if we don't have the instrument per se, some of the uh, funding that we get from our grants have actually gone towards buying the instrument and then gifting it to it. So we have a couple of pianos and keyboards that we've been able to purchase and then gift out to various organizations and various schools and people that have requested those. Right. Well, I think you raise a really good point because it's one thing to accept donations and you might get like 10 donations of recorders or flutes or something. But the truth is you need uh, cellos or you needed a piano and a piano is a very, very expensive thing. And many people might not be donating those. So Dylan, tell us a little bit more about the the budgeting piece and the fundraising and grants and that sort of thing, because I I do think this is a wonderful concept, but, but musical instruments are very expensive. And then I, of course, my mind goes to where are you storing those? That's got to cost some money. And then how are you transporting them? Like a baby grand piano is a, an expensive thing to move. <laughs> How do you get it to the person who needs it? So start start with the money piece, the fundraising and the budgeting and all that. Yeah. So ever since I joined last year, it's been it's, it hasn't been easy. But looking for grants and fundraisers has always been like one of the big things that I've been trying to do. But our biggest fundraiser, I think, has been Blaze, which was last year. Uh, it's where we, we it was just a restaurant fundraiser, and we were just able to spread the idea of like what we're doing to a bunch of our classmates, and that really like helped with us like spreading the word of like what we're doing. And we also had a fundraiser this year. I personally did not plan it too much. Uh, it was Ava, the per- our social media person as well. She was, she planned uh, all of it. And we had songwriters come out to Sweet CC's and we had a bunch of our classmates and some uh, new faces as well come out and listen to music uh, and learn about our organization while also spreading like the joy of music as well. Sure. I mean, you live in a town, Manvi, as you as you pointed out. I mean, Nashville people go to Nashville to listen to live music. Period. And so, if you can manage to tap into that community of musicians who probably go through tons and tons of guitars and drum sets and all kinds of things, like wow, the potential there is is tremendous. So, where do you store yeah. things that are donated? So, if you if you have a physical collection drive, which I'm assuming you 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 might, where do you put all these things? Please don't tell me in your mom and dad's garages because I will have. A real problem with that as a parent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you want to answer that one, Mom? <laughs> yeah, I'll take this one. Um, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, this is not a good answer. I think it's the answer that you don't want. 
That's yeah, right. We, You're going to wonder if I have any room in my garage. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, actually, we store all the instruments. So we want to keep them inside because we want to keep them in really great condition. So we don't really... That's the thing that's really hard because we can't actually quite literally leave it in a garage because they'll go bad. And because we're musicians, we know how to take care of them properly, which I think is something we stress a lot to our don like our donors, because a lot of the time our donors are people that love music so much. They just have grown out of their instruments and they want to make sure it's in the right types of hands. So that's one thing we tell people is like, we are also musicians. So we understand how to take care of these things. But right now, honestly, all of our instruments are either in my bedroom back at home or they are in my parents' bedrooms because they need to stay air conditioned for their own well-being. So yeah, my mom doesn't love that one. It's been a few arguments, but um, I we're all very lucky that all of our parents are very supportive of everything we're doing. Like if we, you know, have contracts and we're not quite sure if we have insurance and we're not quite sure how to do it and taxes and all these things, like all of our parents are like willing to help us out. Like every single person's family. So yeah, all the instruments are either in my house or our managing, our home managing director, which is Caroline Meyer. She goes to Belmont University, which is in Nashville. So she's kind of taking over that whole process of moving around instruments. Um, they're in her house or my house right now, but we're definitely looking into other options as we keep growing and expanding. If you grow enough, you become a 501c3, you get a lot more funding, you get some grants, you could have a, you could you could purchase or rent out a storage facility that is air conditioned or, you know, uh temperature controlled to keep that, um, to keep all of that in place. And tell me how you get connected. I know you mentioned, Rhea, that there's an, um, an application or a forum on your website for someone in the Nashville area who, who's looking for a, an instrument. But it would seem to me that you could probably reach out even more sort of proactively to Title I schools, et cetera, to other t- sorts of after-school programs for under-resourced kids to make sure that people know that if they're looking for something that you might be a resource for that. So how how have you kind of approached that plan? That's kind of what our big approach is and our kind of next steps is this like expanding our brand, expanding like our name and just really focusing on the importance of social media and getting our name out there. And so I'm helping working with our social media team to really create a cohesive brand. And something that I've worked with Ava with is as we're trying to outreach more just making sure that we're telling everyone what our mission is, especially things like our fundraisers with Sweet CCs with Blaze. It really helps with getting our name out there, especially because there's so many people that just don't know who we are. So these kinds of things are some things that we're working towards right now. We're just sticking to staying in Nashville, but we have bigger plans for the future. Dylan, can you tell me a little bit about, aside from fundraising on an individual basis and, you know, different events that you've done, have you thought about going for any larger grants other than the Riley's Way Foundation grant that we spoke about? But are there any other grants that you guys have thought about? And that's another whole process, of course, responding yeah. to a grant application. Well, yeah, because filling out grants usually requ- it requires, like, the information about, like, our, we're trying to put our whole organization in, like, two paragraphs of, like, writing so it can be really challenging, especially when different grants ask for ask different, very specific questions. And so I have looked, or we have as like an organization looked at bigger grants, but unfortunately a lot of them don't accept fiscal sponsorships right now. And so... Right. I was going to say, you'd have to be a 501c3. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, but I think the fact that we've raised this issue of fiscal sponsorship is really important because I don't think people really understand that that's a 
a different way of going aside from becoming a 501c3. 501c3 status is terrific, but it's really hard to get. And the bar is pretty high. And the application, you have to have a lawyer. You have to pay a lawyer. <laughs> I love Monby's story of like emailing a bunch of lawyers and one of them actually wrote back. But that, you know, having a fiscal sponsor is a way to sort of shortcut oh, yeah. that whole process. And I think it's really smart of you to have done that. But if you were going to go for these larger grants, the Ford Foundation, you know, those types of things, you'd have to you'd have to be a 501c3. Well, guys, I don't know. This seems super ambitious and wonderful. I'm sorry, Dylan, were you going to oh, say something else? I was else? just going to say, I'm not a lawyer or an attorney, so I cannot do any taxes. <laughs> I, I'm like 19. Really? <laughs> so sorry, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and I love that your title is budgeting. So, that's, you know, your budgeting is like... How much money did we make at the uh, at the event at Blaze? But yeah, this is you know this is a very ambitious effort that you've put together, and you've done so much good work already. But this could really grow into something really you know big and impactful. And I think that you just you know continue to dream big. I also love that um, Monvi, what you were saying about just kind of throwing things out there and and emailing folks and and. So someone actually wrote you back and that made all the difference for you. You know, for older folks who are working in different fields to hear from a young person who genuinely wants to make a difference and has a great concept. I mean, this is what mentorship is about. You guys, you know, need to find folks um, who want to mentor you, who want to help because you're doing great work and we should encourage this in our young people, right? Can you tell us how people can learn more, you know, if they want to be an ambassador in their own town, if they know of an organization that you might partner with, where can, where can folks follow um, and reach out to you and that sort of thing? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different ways. Um, we're, I mean, we're all young, so we all have like all the social medias, all the things, <laughs> all the things, right? uh, all the things. <laughs> so I think the first and foremost way is definitely following us on our Instagram, which is just Tunes, T-U-N-E-S underscore for F-O-R underscore kids, K-I-D-Z, which is just our organization name. Because, I mean, our Instagram is where we do takeovers. We post new applications. We post if people want to be a part of our blog, be on our podcast, things like that. Like all those opportunities live there. Um, I think after that is definitely our emails. I mean, the three of us have individual emails just because our, our Tunes for Kids email just got so flooded. So our email, the main email people can email is just tunes for kids, the same, just normal spelling at gmail.com or um, on any one of us. If you search up our website, our emails are posted on there. Sorry, your website is tunesforkids.com. Yes. Dot org. Dot org. org. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the kids with a Z. So yeah, that's definitely how people can find us. Um, we love collaboration and even like new ideas we're always looking for it one of my favorite parts of tunes for kids is that if someone has an idea like we have the ability to make it into something real like that's exactly how our blog started is we just we we're like we really want kids to know that like there there's diversity in music and there's opportunity and we're like what can we do so then we just started this like online magazine blog thing that's so cool and we try to do that yeah we try to do it with every single one of our members if anyone has an idea like we are so receptive to it and we want to do something with it. We want to like make things tangible and real. So yeah, if anyone has any ideas or wants to reach out to us, even like we're also willing to mentor people as much as we're, we would love to be mentored too, just with the whole physical sponsorship thing. Cause I don't think a lot of people talk about it, but for just starting out and being a young person, it's, it is a really, really great option to make you feel like you are legitimate but you also have a huge support system and you have area to grow. It's, and you have a safety net. 
Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for telling us this story about Tunes for Kids. I just love your enthusiasm. It's totally infectious. I love that you came up with this idea, Manvi, and you shared it with your friends and everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like, let's, hey, kids, let's put on a show, which is a very old reference that you might not know. But, you know, this idea that, you know, doing this work with friends makes it more fun. Um, and it is like a contagious thing. Like if everybody has a great idea and you encourage that, it's this kind of philosophy of yes, right? Like we can do this and we can do more. I just encourage you to keep going and keep doing it. And and uh, who knows what this could turn into. So I'm really just wishing you all the best of luck with your school year. And thank you so much for sharing Tunes for Kids with us. Yeah, of course. It was our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us and being patient with us, especially with this whole transition process. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're flung all over the country, but that's what I love about (laughs) podcasting is we can see each other and we can have this really fun conversation. So I really, really enjoyed getting to know you guys. Dylan, Ria, Manvi, have a great school year. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard today, please follow, rate, and review. These things really matter. And if you know a tween or a teen who is doing great things in his, her, or their community, send them my way. I'd love to meet them and share their stories with a world that could really use a dose of inspiration right about now. You can get in touch with me through my website, simpleactsguide.com. Until next time, remember to keep eyes, ears, hearts, and minds open to the needs of others. And always, be kind.